Hello and welcome to the Can You Hear Me podcast. I'm Preet and I'm joined as always by Pop. Hi everyone. Is it? Did I say that correctly? Joined as always by Pop with Pop. I always get confused, which is why I stopped saying that. And the last time I did the intro, I was mocking you. But now when I listen back to it, it sounds like I was putting on this weird accent. Hello and welcome. <laughs> yeah, so that clearly didn't turn out well, but mm. I'm just going to let you do it. Yeah, I don't I'll mind. do it my way next time. Okay, yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, but uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tired from a long day of work. but mm. A long few weeks of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah been like that recently yeah i think figuring out how to switch your brain from like work to life has been something i've been trying to get my head around Mm, some people are so good with compartmentalizing like that Mm. i i feel like all my emotions run through um it just flows into everything and there's no sense of compartmentalizing for me Mm. i struggle with that so i don't have an answer for you i'm afraid I watched something on YouTube. You know, like YouTube has like it looks looks like um inst- it looks like Snapchat now oh, with yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. So it was one of those, and it was Akon talking about working with Eminem, and he was talking about how like he would that you know they're recording a song, and he would get to the, wherever the studio at like six o'clock and call a and Eminem, and Eminem's like I've already gone home, and <laughs> and then they come back the next day nine nine a.m. They start. At 12, Eminem's like, I'm going to get lunch. Right. And then he gets lunch, comes back at 1, carries on recording. And he's midway through recording and it hits 5 p.m. And Eminem's like, okay, that's it. And I'm done. I'm going home. Wow. And basically then Akon was like, what, what is this? Why, why, why are you so rigid with this thing? Mm. And Eminem's like, look, I've got a life. I've got kids. I, got, I, like, I can't take this too seriously. And this is like a guy, like a multimillionaire, right? It's like his career is obviously quite important. Well, you would think it's quite important mm-hmm. to him, but he's still, he's made that decision basically. Like, like this is just work and it's nine to five and then I'm done. As It doesn't matter. Like it's not going to bleed into the rest of my life because yeah. I'm guessing at some point it was probably all encompassing for him. I think you might have just solved that. So it sounds like to me Eminem's got his priorities and he's just doing what is number one on his priority his family mm-hmm. sounds like to me that work is your priority <laughs> no but maybe it's all about just getting your priorities in order and then you know you're more you're just going to want to respect that draw boundaries and that's it yeah i think it's discipline which i know mm. it's been one of the biggest words in my head probably this whole year it's like I know discipline is going to unlock a lot because discipline means that during those times at work, you do work, but then also you can then, you you have your time to yourself. Um, so yeah, discipline brings freedom, according to Jocko Willink. He's a former Navy SEAL guy. So how are you, Pop? Yeah, I'm so good. We've got um, Zeke 
and mm. Zeke is unfortunately not going to be on our podcast, but you will hear him in the background. And Zeke is a dog. <laughs> Zeke is Preet's brother's dog, and we have him for a few days. And I am so happy that we have him. He's just the most adorable Boston Terrier who's just turned a year old. Mm-hmm. And he loves to growl at other dogs from like our balcony, occasionally barks, which is quite scary. Um, yeah speaking of rappers if you hear a dmx like growl in the background it's zeke it is quite quite uh it's funny but if i didn't know this dog i would be quite uh intimidated by that growl. yeah i mean if i hadn't met zeke when he was a puppy mm. i think i would be like wow that that dog looks like you know a bad bad dog <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to know him and he's such a softy all he wants to do is just like play ball and cuddle so yeah yeah wow it's been it's been a long time it has probably more than six months i don't even want to know we did continue to think about doing (laughs) podcasts in that time well we also did try to do one back in june i don't know if you remember yeah and then more of a work one yeah i don't think that's ever ever going to be published no, no, have no. you deleted it please no, do no, no, i don't I've think anyone it. needs to get their hands I've on that <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in there worth <laughs> worth uh, publishing uh yeah so so why have we been gone for so long i don't know it's hard to say we we did want to do more maybe we did listen to a few more episodes from where should we begin mm-hmm. um but for whatever reason couldn't manage to create the con either couldn't create the content to talk about it or slack the enthusiasm on that those particular episodes mm. there's a few where i think the, the themes were just a bit hard for us to talk about either because we don't have the experience life experience of like things yeah. like that i'm thinking about one in particular which one was that there's the one where the the woman was like they, they were together since they were like age 13 or something. Okay. And then they got married and now now the woman wants to like explore other partners <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not sure. And the guy tried to be okay with it and then it happened and now he's like not cool with it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Not crazy, but like it's just cool. out of my realm of like ex- life experiences a bit. <laughs> to comment on it to yeah. make any statements on it. bit that. difficult yeah so yeah um, and there was another one with a, a couple who uh, kind of I think they were separated but they were living together because of COVID and they had a mm. kid and they were not like getting on and they were trying to figure out like how to manage that whole thing and they were really at each other's throats mm. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever hated anyone as much as these two hate <laughs> each other. So that was quite hard. Yeah. So yeah, for whatever reason, we never really got around to recording. And then, you know, in that time, Esther's kind of moved on with her <laughs> podcast and she's done a couple of things for those that are aware. Um, obviously, she has Where Should We Begin? Um, but then she also has had another podcast called How's Work. Oh, she's always had that. Oh, that's always been there. Yeah, that's always been there. Wow, okay. But season five of Where Should We Begin has just come out. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's what we're going to talk about today, season five, which is a bit of a spin on her usual mm-hmm. um, episodes, you know, couples therapy, 
these are very much more individuals calling in with questions, things they want to talk about, and yeah, and they talk about them during the course of a shorter episode. This one was like 17 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's very interesting, the concept. I think the reason why Esther said she decided to do this was because loads, apparently more than thousands of people write in to want to be part of the like an hour long episode of Where Should We Begin? But not everyone gets the airtime. So she wanted to like, you know, serve the others who had interesting things, but just didn't make the cut. So what she would do is like pick them, get them to call her. She calls them, speaks to them, then they call back, and then they record that 17-minute conversation, which is very quick, very easy, but it's packed with a lot of content. Mm. Um, and this episode specifically that I think we will dive into mm. is um, a very interesting, very, I think, relatable mm. episode because we've all got friends in yeah, um, the episodes about friendships. Um, yeah, so we'll get into it shortly. Yeah, so, so yeah, I think not so much romantic relationship based this is all around friendship this episode which was cool mm-hmm. um and it's season five the episode's called losing my best friend and it starts with the question from the caller saying uh, what do i do when i see my best friend betraying herself when i know it doesn't bother her i mean it was, and it was a loaded <laughs> question right like yeah. there's a <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot just to begin you know you can tell that the caller was coming from a certain perspective of the friend the best friend is doing something that she, that is wrong and that that is that she doesn't agree with mm-hmm. and that was the core of the reason why there was a conflict and then throughout the episode Esther and her kind of peel the layers back and you realize it's probably more about this caller yeah yeah exactly i i feel like when i listened to the episode i must admit that i was guilty of that so i have my bestie who i've known since we were nine years old shout out bestie 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 um and so we've actually watched each other grow up and it's been 20 years now not quite but getting there and just to see how we've evolved and how like our friendships evolved and how we've been to each other. Sometimes we want to give advice to the other person and we're coming at it from like our point of view, but not really accommodating what they're thinking, what they're feeling or not really expressing where you are coming from. Most often you're coming from a place of like fear, which is very much in yourself, but you just project it onto the other person and then you kind of make them, you want to make them question their decisions and you're like, oh, but are you actually sure you want to do that? When maybe the root of what you're questioning is like, I'm actually terrified I'll lose you if you start doing that, but you're too afraid to express that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot of vulnerability Mm. that is in that, right? Yeah. So I think this episode does raise some interesting themes around friendship. Particularly thinking about friendships over time, over the course of time. And, you know, is it inevitable that these sort of more childhood friendships won't sustain over time? I think if you you actually look at it statistically, like 99% of friendships from childhood 
probably don't last this is over like time. This is my own, your own style, statistic. Babe. You can't do that. No, I, I would. Uh, I would say. I would say that's that's a good number. Ninety nine percent. I think almost every single friendship, and it depends how you define a friendship, because maybe they want that. They want friendships if they don't sustain. But in, you know, when you're a kid, you have so many people that you like like all the people mm. in your class all the people in your school how many of those people do you stay in contact with a handful at most mm, yeah. so that's what i mean i think that's probably consistent and then raises question what does make a friendship last you know they talk in the episode about you know there's different kinds of best friends and some friends that are based on shared interests or shared things that are shared it might be a shared community values. shared values might be a shared workplace yeah and experiences um and those are the type of friendships that i think are more um vulnerable to changing of circumstances because you know if it's based on a shared interest maybe one of you loses that interest over time. If it's based on a shared community, maybe one of you moves to a different country. Mm-hmm. Now you no longer have that thing that was underpinning the relationship. But So that's something to be aware of, I think, when you're thinking about your own friendships and thinking about why, why are we not as close as we used to be. Maybe that's what was underpinning the relationship, something that was shared at that period in time and maybe it's no longer the case yeah i agree with you i feel like if if you get to a stage where you've been really good friends but now you know you just there's nothing there that like serves either of you i i find yeah i think just move on right (laughs) i'm personally like yeah i don't know for me, it's just archive, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a WhatsApp. But uh, look, so, but the thing with with Bestie is that you know we could have differences, but deep down, we have so much love for each other that mm. even if we you know don't fundamentally agree with something, we are able to respect each other's like points of view, and you still love each other. So yeah. that yeah. So that's the second level of friendship, which is basically beyond just shared and common interests. It's some a deeper level, a deeper deeper sense of care for Mm. each other, which means you can come to the UK and Bestie can be in another country, and you can still maintain that relationship because it wasn't based on location. Exactly. Also, can I just say? Why aren't people talking about making friends when you're an adult? When I moved to London at 21 and I had to make friends, I knew I knew like two people off of Facebook and they were, you know, working, they were going to start as graduates of the same company as me. So I became friends with them and stayed at theirs for like two months until I found a place and then grew my friend circle from just like work and their mutual friends from university but it's so hard. It is not exactly the same thing. You're not forced to stay in a classroom, have lunch breaks together. And it's a lot of effort. Also, when you're 21, you have your own very like developed opinions, point of view on life and your values are quite established. So you're not as 
childlike when it comes to just like looking past all of that and just being friends. So I found that quite challenging. Yeah, to make really solid friendships. Although I think now I have like a handful of good friends and I can call them, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. Friendships in a, in adult life, that is a really interesting topic, mm. probably something that we never really well, probably under talked about as a society. But when we think about some of the key problems in society with loneliness and yeah. I think that's one of the key aspects of it right how do you build strong friendships friendships that sustain as well like we're talking about here and I think I think it's is it's very important to be aware of those two types of friendships and there's nothing wrong with having friendships that are based on common interests and that can serve that that function during that period of time mm. sometimes it is like if you're really into whatever uh, basketball and you go to a new country you, you just join like a local basketball thing you have something that immediately helps you bond with people that can often be a good way to sort of get that first step where it's something that you're comfortable with and you enjoy doing and you're doing it with other people as yeah. well i wish i knew I- I wish I knew that when I was like here and so young. Sorry, that is Zeke in the background. And no, it's he's, DMX. <laughs> he's he's dog watching and he's not happy. <laughs> um, yeah, but when I moved here very quickly, I realized that I was incredibly lonely, and I don't. I think it took me like a year to fully accept that because the loneliness was such a foreign concept. Uh, I've never been lonely growing up in Dubai. I had my family around me, but suddenly I'm alone and I have friends, but I don't have people to come home to. I don't, I'm not having, you know, good conversations um, or very deep personal conversations with a physical person. I obviously have people that I can talk to on the phone, but it's not quite the same. Um, so loneliness, oh my God, I think it deserves a whole episode mm-hmm. on its own because mm-hmm. it is a killer yeah, related to the topic of friendship. Though, Very think, much so, sure. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a couple of key themes that I think this, this this episode talks about. And also, another question is around why do some friendships maintain and some change? I mean, I think, I think we've talked about that, probably the reason why, mm. based on um, deeper sense of care for, for the other person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but what I think we didn't, maybe we touched upon slightly at the start was about how, you know, when the caller calls in and says, oh, my friend, I have, you know, I'm quite worried about her. I I want to help her, um, but she's not receptive to it. What's beautiful about the way it unfolds over the 17 minutes was how Esther helps her look at it from her own point of view and says, you know, sounds like to me that maybe she doesn't want to talk about it because she feels a lot of judgment from you. And maybe you feel a lot of judgment from her. And that judge, it's just all this fear that you have that's projected onto each other mm-hmm. as judgment. And the fear here, so when the caller keeps saying, oh, you know, I'm afraid that like she is going to not be happy she's going to be too accommodating to her like husband 
Esther asks her, okay, where's, like, she wants to know where is this coming from? And the caller very quickly opens up about how her father had abandoned her when she was, um, I think she was a young child, I can't quite remember. And she said he he just left and hasn't basically kept in touch with her since. And so you can see how Esther helps to draw parallels from the girl, the caller, losing her father to another woman and her best friend now moving on, getting married. So it's like she's kind of projecting her own fears of abandonment Mm. onto her friend. Mm. So this is a whole other conversation now when you put it from that lens of like, Mm. actually, you came to me and you told me you were afraid that she was making a mistake, but she's really not because the, you know, the friend is not getting married to an abusive person from what Mm. you've told. And she seems to be happy. So... Mm. Where is your fear coming from? What mm. is your fear? And ultimately, when you discover that her fear is that she is going, she might lose her best friend like she did with her father, then it just makes so much sense. Then it's such a beautiful conversation. Now, she, the caller has control. She can change the way she thinks about it. She can go to her best friend and say, look, I know I might have been judgmental, but it's because I'm so terrified that I will lose you. I think that will just like deepen their friendship even more. So it's very beautiful. Yeah, totally. The other thing that's quite eye-opening is when she said, you know, they had these visions of growing old and, you know, being old ladies walking along the beach together, which, yeah, it was quite quite enlightening in terms of her mindset because it's very sweet. Right. It's very, very sweet. Like that's her vision of the future. But also, and I think we all probably had that at some point in our childhood, you know, you know, it's like, these are my guys, like I'm going to be, they're going to be around mm-hmm. forever and we're going to be grow old together. But it doesn't accommodate for any flexibility, you know, that means that has to happen. Anything that's going to deviate, create that, make that path deviate is going to be a threat and like, um now you act out in fear yeah right in fear of this vision not coming to fruition Mm -hmm. um but that vision is very fixed right so you're now yeah it just it just doesn't allow for anything else to materialize Mm. which i think is probably the part of the big part of the problem here yeah okay so that was good and um yeah hopefully we'll do more of these soon i mean these these caller episodes a little bit shorter Mm -hmm. um which i think probably suits us because you know finding time to listen to the episode and then try to think about what we're going to do and then and then make the episode um this helps to shorten that a bit which is good yeah i think this would also help with like just getting back on it and then we can get back to the longer episodes yeah and yeah. change it up we'll see you know i do want to explore how's work as well because i do yeah. think um that's really interesting so for those that are not as familiar with that how's work is really about relationships but in the context of work um so it could be whatever your relationship with your some with a with a boss or it could be a co it could co-worker. be a, uh, yeah relationship with a co-worker or it, it was one of the episodes was about two sisters and how their careers were impacting their relationship and the way they they were, yeah, basically the way they were with each other. Yeah. Um, 
so I think there's a lot of room to a lot of stuff to dive into there it's just kind of different topics and we can we can talk from our first-hand experiences of careers ups mm, and downs yes um so yeah so look out for that as well because there'll probably be some of that coming up yeah if any of you are still listening to this that is can we make it go any longer <laughs> no that's all for now so thank you everyone thanks everyone <laughs>